Hello and welcome to Guest Star from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The United States Savings Bonds Division presents Guest Star. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Wynn Elliott speaking for Guest Star, the transcribed feature program which is brought to you each week by United States Savings Bonds and this station as a public service. A strong world needs a strong America, and a strong America is made up of secure homes, millions of them. Make yours a secure home by saving through the regular purchase of United States Savings Bonds. Today, we bring you as our guest a man who is familiar to you as one of the most versatile actors in pictures. He's played a variety of parts, from comedy to tragedy and from heroes to villains. Mr. William Gargan. He'll appear in a radio comedy on today's show, so get set for a treat. Meanwhile, here's Harry Sosnick and the Savings Bonds Orchestra to start things off with a Sosnick arrangement of España Cañi. Mr. William Garden, or Bill, as he prefers to be called, 
And he plays the part of the head of the family in a radio comedy called Husband Sitter, written especially for his appearance on this program by Harry Lawrence. Of course, you know what a babysitter is. But did you ever hear of a husband sitter? <laughs> Dorothy Winfield thought that one up. The husband she wanted someone to sit with was her poker-playing husband, Albert. So she called in her young nephew, Butch, and explained the whole idea. So you see, Butch, this is a new idea. And you're the world's first husband sitter. Aren't you thrilled? Uh-huh. Now, you know what you're to do. Sure. Stick with him. Keep him out of trouble. That's right. Oh, careful. Here he comes. Uh, hello, Butch. Going out, darling? Yes, Albert. Tonight is my sewing class, you know. Oh, well, happy hemstitching. Well, you won't be lonesome, dear, because Butch is here to keep you company. Yes, I'm afraid he is. Why does my brother have such repulsive little nitwits? It runs in the family, clabberhead. Oh, there's Madeline now. Goodbye, dear. Be a good boy, Butch. Okay. She isn't fooling me. I know why she had you come over. Why? To keep me from playing poker with the boys. She says it's too expensive. Huh. It's all right for her to go out. Her sewing class. Last night, she yanked out all the white hairs in my mustache. She thought they were basting threads. Ha, ha, ha. All right, so you heard it on the radio. Go turn the radio on and hear some more. I don't want to. I hope that's your folks wanting you home. Hello? Oh, hello. It is? You are? Well, uh, uh, I'm uh, very much interested in your proposition, but uh, at the present moment, I'm unable to participate. However, if you will hold the deal open for a short time, I may be... Uh, uh, yes, yes, that is correct. I believe that satisfactory arrangements can be made uh, very shortly. Uh, yes, yes. Goodbye. Uh, little business deal. I know. It was Joe and Pete and Fred, and they want you to play poker. Hmm. When your father and I were boys, I almost killed them once. Now I look at you and wonder, why didn't I? Well, let's play a game, Uncle Al. Go away. Go stick your head in the garbage grinder upper and then press that little white button. No, let's play a game. All right, then. We'll play uh, hide-and-seek. Uh, now, you hide your head in the Davenport there and count up to 10,000. And you come out and find me. Okay. One, two, three, four. Get out of sight. Well, that kid gets wise. Oh, whew. I can't run any farther. Oh, I sit down on this bench. Oh. That was a nice little run we had, wasn't it, Uncle Al? Oh, you can't win. You can't win. <laughs> Well, now that we're back home, what next, little poison? Aunt Dorothy said you'd help me with my arithmetic. Why, certainly. Uh, two plus two is four. Now get lost. Here's the first problem. If a hen and a half lays an egg and a half in a day and a half, how many eggs will six hens lay in seven days? 
If a hen and a half lays an egg and a half... Oh, listen, that's silly. Go tell the teacher it's silly. I gotta work it. Well, let me get the rest of it. How many hens will six eggs lay in seven days? No, no, no. I I'll read it again. If a hen and a half lays an egg and a half in a day and a half, how many eggs will six hens lay in seven days? If a hen and a... Now, look. How could a half a hen lay an egg? If it was the right half, it could. Well, a hen and a half, uh, six times seven is, uh, uh, listen, wouldn't you rather hear a nice bedtime story, Snow White and the Seven Twerps? Now, once upon a time, oh, I knew was you snow... couldn't work at Featherhead. It takes brains to do fifth grade arithmetic. I'll show you if I've got brains or not. Thank goodness the grocery store is still open. Come on. We're going to take some more exercise. There, now. Is that the correct answer? Yeah. I guess you got it all right. Where's everybody? In here, in the kitchen. Wait till she sees the mess we've made. Brother. Oh, 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 my kitchen. Uh, we've been working on an arithmetic problem. Oh, all these pots and pans. All those eggs. And what are you doing with one, two, three, four, five, six breast chickens? Well, it's very simple. We went to the grocery store. I bought six frozen chickens and three dozen eggs. The grocer thought he was crazy. I could easily be persuaded to agree with him. Well, we cut all the chickens in half, and we boiled the eggs and cut them in half. But why? Well, I can now tell you the answer to this problem. If a hen and a half lays an egg and a half and a day and a half... How many eggs will six hens lay in seven days? I don't know. Twenty-eight eggs. And how much did it cost you to find out? Seventeen dollars and eighty-seven cents. Oh, from now on, play poker. It's cheaper. I never saw anybody say Oh! Oh! And that's why the Winfields have been having fried chicken, roast chicken, boiled chicken, stewed chicken, curry chicken, chicken hash, chicken giblets, and chicken croquettes these last two weeks. Now you know the story of the world's first and last husband-sitter. Thank you, William Gargan, for an amusing performance. And now, friends, before we bring Mr. Gargan back again for a curtain speech, here's Harry Sosnick and the Savings Bonds Orchestra playing Russian Lullaby.
William Gargan again with a message of special interest to us all. Financial security should be the watchword of every American home. And the best way I know of to achieve it is for part of the family income to be invested on a systematic basis in United States savings bonds. There's an excellent part payment plan available to all who are on a payroll called the uh, payroll savings plan. And for those who are self-employed, such as doctors, lawyers, farmers, and owners of small businesses, a similar plan is available through banks called the Bond of a Month Plan. Let me suggest that you make use of whichever of these plans fits your particular situation. Or, if neither applies in your case, buy savings bonds regularly through your bank or post office. You'll be surprised at the feeling of real security which comes with the ownership of a good nest egg of savings bonds. I buy them myself, and I recommend them to you. For the past quarter hour, we have brought you guests Star, a feature program which today featured William Gargan, well-known star of motion pictures. This program is presented for savings bonds by this station each week at this time as a public service. In today's program, the supporting cast included Lorene Tuttle, Jimmy Ogg, and Peter Lee. Louis Graff directed the play. Harry Sosnick conducted the savings bonds orchestra. We'll have more fine music and another star on hand again next week, so be sure to tune in. Meanwhile, this is Win Elliott saying so long and reminding you that you can make any dream come true. A home of your own, an education for your children, or whatever else it may be, by saving for it through the regular purchase of United States Savings Bonds.